Hi everyone. So uh, I'm going to be speaking to Aradhna Meena Wala today. She is the founder of the Kai Store. The Kai Store is a PETA approved vegan shoe brand that started out in 2015 and it has gained an immense fan following in the 5 years since its inception and uh, I'm super excited to speak to Aradhna about her journey in uh, starting this brand. Could you tell us about the Kai journey? How did Kai happen and how did it start? What was the inspiration behind starting the brand? Yeah. So, um we started in 2015. Uh it was started by me and my co-founder uh, who also happens to be my husband. Mm-hmm. So, we both decided um so we both worked in our own corporate fields earlier. He has his own jewelry firm. Um but there's when we got married this we wanted to start something of our own together. And we both have a passion for shoes. So we both have our fights about our own shoe closets is bigger than mine. So um because of the uh, our passion for shoes we decided you know this is something we wanted to get into and we realized there was a gap in the market when it came to affordable well like well priced good quality shoes. Um I mean you about to Azara, Steve Madden, Charles and Keith but each pair was so expensive. So you would always end up buying maybe one pair of shoes. So we realized there is a gap in that market and that's how it all started. Um we did a bit of research in um that field and we just started off from there to be honest and it's rolled out really well for us. So the like the personal inspiration I would say was the lack of choice that you were facing personally. Um it's not only lack of choice i felt it was also the affordability part hmm. um i mean choice wise there was a lot of choice when it came to your shoes in um charles and keith are and all these different brands but uh when it comes to affordable good footwear comfortable yeah. good quality footwear which not everyone could afford to buy a zara charles and keith that's why we decided True. okay we are for the masses we are for everyone who can even if you can afford it you want to buy five six pairs and that's when kai came up like we have our average order is two pairs per order so a minimum of okay. two pairs so yeah definitely good quality affordable uh, footwear i'm going to come to my second question so from what i understand you did a uh, you you did your masters in marketing and strategy and uh, then yes. you sort of made a move to this uh, sector in shoes so did you at any point feel like you know maybe someone who's actually studied design or footwear design might have an edge over you like maybe probably when you were starting oh not really to be honest i feel if you are passionate about something you put your heart and soul in it you can do wonders and i was never in the design background i always studied marketing and i feel in every business business and marketing plays a massive role so yeah. it doesn't have to necessarily be that you have to be in the design field um i was working in a corporate firm before i started kai before i got married mm-hmm. and um i think it's all our knowledge of business and marketing that just really helped us push the business um when you love or you are passionate about something when we love shoes i felt like we could anyway knowing the different trends and inspirations there are worldwide you can create beautiful things yourself and it's just about how you market it how you use social media how you use your business strategies to push your business ahead so it had um i didn't really feel that anyone else had an edge about over us and also so when you were starting out you know so when someone starting out typically a lot of people go to like these financial experts to sort of assess what is the demand 
but also I've spoken to so many people over the last week who actually just started out of intuition and you know their personal yeah. observation. So yeah, in terms of your research, so did you do like a very intensive market research or how? What did your research look like considering the footwear market is also saturated somewhat? Um, so we didn't really do much research, to be honest. Of course, we did see who our competitors were in the beginning. Um, but because I agree, it was saturated. But we also played. We wanted to do. Uh, wanted to follow sustainable fashion, which yes. is something not everyone was following. So we are vegan. We PETA approved. We we thought that okay, sustainable fashion is the future today, and that's something we wanted to definitely adapt and adopt in our business strategy. Um, there were a couple of yes competitors in the market with good uh, with affordable pricing but um we just felt like if you improve on the quality you improve and give them designs that um you know uh, people are looking for trendy international designs at a good price people were jumping at it and we decided we wanted to just start with flats so we were mainly a flats brand which yeah. was a huge uh, hit because there's so many people who you know were not getting the right uh, flats their right sizes um there were a lot of heels in the market but they're like okay we're not getting good flats and that's just something we wanted to touch upon because that was our usp and it's just very recent that we started heels so um yeah i would say it may have been saturated but not so much when it came to good quality affordable footwear very few players in the market also could you sort of explain to us like i understand what vegan is at a very superficial level so what when you say a shoe is vegan what do you exactly mean and is that also just like the difference in terms of material that you're using or is that also like in terms of your uh, labor practices and just a, a general business practice are those also more sustainable like what is the difference between a regular shoe and a vegan shoe so to say um so vegan means obviously not using animal yeah uh, products i mean not using harming any animals um it's from our fabric so we use all synthetic fabric and like um synthetic like pu and stuff like that fab cotton um no obviously no silk satin cotton all these different types of fabrics but it's also the process that goes into making the shoe uh like it's the glue that we use uh, is made of um a plant it's a plant based glue So it's okay. the entire process from the material to making the final product. The entire process is what we call vegan, because nowhere do we use okay. anything which is harmful for to animals. So it's the entire process. It's not just the material that we use. Okay. So, And yeah. what, like, what inspired you to start a vegan brand? Like, I don't think in back in twenty fifteen when you started out vegan, I don't think it was that popular, like unknown. So. Why particularly a vegan brand, which I think has also sort of become like a USP for you? So how did you think of a vegan brand? Uh, so when we when we actually decided to start with shoes, I'm a gen, so that's something I would okay. never want to ever do anything with leather. Yeah, yeah. Um, so that's yeah, that's just, I would honestly say it's a religious thing. It's a, not only a religious but a personal thing that I never wanted to dabble in leather, never wanted to uh, get into that industry. So for me, it was mainly that and. um that is a practice that i want to follow and sustainability is our is the future for fashion so i feel like and there's so many brands today that are adopting it so many people are following the whole veganism vegetarian veganism 
you know converting to vegan so yeah. i felt that was yeah. very important and that's what we had decided from the from day one that if we do shoes this is going to be non leather for sure i'll be honest we didn't realize how big the market was when we uh, actually became vegan or said we actually marketed ourselves the vegan product a uh, vegan brand we that suddenly realized there was a huge market for it um when it comes to your gujarati jeans the palampuris a lot of people we got a massive shout out for it we got so much praise for it there were so many people say oh you're vegan so oh then i definitely you know go for the for the product we do a lot of offline shows where we meet our customers so we started off with doing the little flea the um, exhibition and that's when we our main journey with the kaistore.com started um and it's through these exhibitions we realized that the whole vegan aspect really and uh, do you also uh, do you feel like there's enough awareness amongst consumers about being sustainable or being conscious about what they are buying and how are you sort of trying to spread that awareness amongst people i'll be honest we didn't realize how big the market was when we uh, actually became vegan or said we actually marketed ourselves the vegan product a uh, vegan brand we that suddenly realized there was a huge market for it um when it comes to your gujarati jeans the palampuris a lot of people we got a massive shout out for it we got so much praise for it there were so many people say oh you're vegan so oh then i definitely you know go for the for the product we do a lot of offline shows where we meet our customers so we started off with doing the little flea the um, exhibition and that's when we our main journey with the kaistore.com started um and it's through these exhibitions we realized that the whole vegan aspect really works well and there is a huge audience for it so many people who don't want to get into buying leather products so when it comes to shoes bags whatever else it is so i'll be honest it's because of these exhibitions we realize what a massive market there is for vegan products and people are actually moving to it and people actually do want something which is non leather mm. yeah that's that's so amazing to hear that people are actually getting conscious about yeah. these things and they're thinking about this when they're actually buying products yeah and from when so, we started oh. to now it's changed so much so yeah yeah that's that's so nice to hear and uh, so come to the next question radha like so you know once like even i personally i'm like what like a ton load of footwear from kai and uh, i personally also got to know about it through instagram so right. instagram's obviously played i think a very from what i can see a very very key role in your uh, journey yeah so yeah. what would you say about like it like the role of social media in a young brand like yours and also influencer marketing and how impactful that is really so honestly kai is a complete instagram brand we are 90 per, 95% of uh, of our marketing is through social media we believe in uh, instagram ads and facebook ads and we're very very active on it which clearly a lot of people have realized <laughs> um it yeah, plays a, yeah. it plays it played for us a very big role that's how we started off that's how we gained our popularity and um it has been a huge boost for us for sure influencers as well i think was a massive played a massive part in getting kai where it is a lot of influencer marketing a lot of 
bloggers influencers micro influencers for sure plays a massive role and i feel that is the future today social media is a new form of marketing and it um improves really well for us for sure um it also helps us show people how to style kai how to you know a lot of styling yeah. tips how other how other people so we have this thing called kai clique where we have our own kai uh, audience who buys kai, uh, shoes from us uh style it for us and we like love to put it on there so many people who love to see their style videos up on kai so it really works very well for us and i feel that's a very important role for any new brand especially a small startup social media plays a massive role if you just okay. do it the right way of course yeah yeah also because yeah like as a as a third person like it's very like i think i'm very curious to know personally like because i see so many brands gifting things to these influencers and i really wonder like oh you know if you're giving a particular product to an influencer is there like an immediate response like are people immediately like ordering that like how how uh, like how is the response yes. with influencers <laughs> very yeah. very good. it is it is of course it depends on who you are targeting who your influencer is uh you need to really know your audience well you need to know who you're going to be targeting and what audience that influencer has does it match up with your audience that also makes a huge difference um but yeah definitely i've seen a huge response just after they post one post or uh, just an unboxing yeah. or styling makes a massive difference yeah so that really does work it yeah. does help yeah and i love the way they style kai there's so many different ways they do it and it's so exciting and it's so nice to see kai style in so many different ways that it yeah it really helps you and me and a third person know okay i can wear this shoe in so many different ways so that's really how it is okay so um and other coming to sales so you know eventually of uh, of uh, when you launch a brand versus when it's kind of like been around for a while so later there's like organic growth there's word of mouth but when you've just launched how do you like what is your major source of getting those uh, sales in terms of volume and uh, like let's see the first thousand sales how do you sort of like get those first thousand sales going so i'll be honest when we started in 2015 we were we hadn't started the kaistore.com we had we were we were selling to an online website on e-commerce web fashion portal and that's when we actually started slowly slowly marketing through that we would we had just started our um, handle and we had started marketing about our shoes so people had known of kai because of that portal because that portal would also market for us but when we realized that okay let's just you know we need to start the kaisa.com there are people out there who really appreciate our shoes so we did our first exhibition and that's when everything really kicked in i i believe that's how our it was it was easier for us to get our first thousand sales um because of social media because of our instagram ads because of how we pushed everything so initially we didn't really obviously start with instagram ads we started doing our own marketing mm-hmm. everything was done in house we never outsourced anything um we oh, wow. were a very we were a very very small team who did everything together so um a lot of offline exhibitions made a, played a huge role because um that helped the customer gain that uh, trust in the brand that okay fine this is a legit brand I like their shoes they seen the quality so then they will go ahead and buy it on the kaistore.com um so 
uh, it was a lot of doing our own instagram um, you know handing our own instagram which i would say touchwood was did really well for us and got us our sales really fast because of our popularity and we did a lot of exhibitions so, in the beginning of which gained it yeah i've actually picked up quite a few things from your exhibitions at the little yeah. thing and like and yeah exhibitions so uh, since we're talking about social media so at what point did you sort of get someone like uh, now are you a uh, kind of outsourcing it to like a professional agency or are you still uh, doing all your social media and your photography etc yourself so i'll be honest till two months back we were doing everything ourselves in house uh okay. now we wow. have outsourced a part of it a part of it we have outsourced our photography we do everything in house from our own cameras to our um uh everything but now yes we have also got an in-house photographer who does do our photography for us so it's a bit of both i would be honest it's um both in-house and outsourced yes and but i believe that it's yeah. very important in the beginning to do everything yourself uh that's when you really know what works what doesn't work you get a feel of everything you understand your brand you understand your audience you understand what is working um and obviously lowering your budgets in the beginning and when you can afford to outsourcing yeah. is when you start doing it yeah yeah also i think just sending out the message that you know when you're starting up it's okay to like do everything on your own and it's completely normal it's, it's good oh. to hear it from you because you're in this uh -huh. journey you know i feel like a lot of people might feel like oh i don't even have the resources to like hire a media agency but i think it's absolutely okay you to start need it on your own you don't need to do it in the beginning yeah. i have me and my my partner both have made our own boxes done our own packing from the packaging to the dispatching to the courier guy we've done everything made put the labels on you know everything and that's just something even it's your baby you want to do it and you're happy to do it when you're yeah. seeing that good response yeah and then eventually you do yeah. grow so it's not like you have to invest too much in the beginning start doing it yourself and then you'll eventually gradually grow and that's when you start hiring and uh, so uh, coming to the designs this is also sort of connected to like when did you uh, get like outside help so when i talk specifically about design you know i feel like in the footwear uh, and uh, like the garment industry there's like the normal industry trend that pretty much i feel like every brand follows so in a particular season whether you walk into a zara or a steve madden you'll see shoes around somewhere around the same design so has that been a been a challenge in terms of like getting a really innovative design or you know getting something really different has that been a challenge at all uh so i'll be honest we used to do a lot of research of what the trends are for spring summer when uh you know spring summer and autumn winter we used to see what was trending what other brands are doing what is happening in the market and of course drew inspiration from all these things and we used to create our own uh designs and create our own hmm. uh shoot uh, so we would do our own sampling in the factory we would sit and do our own sampling create it remove it recreated so we would sit and do that for hours and hours over the week um that's how we actually did it now we do yes have an in-house designer we've had an in-house designer for for a year or so um so of course that that's where we get our uh, we're also doing our designing but i feel both of us anyway are so passionate we want to create our own thing 
you i used to go to the market i love going to the market getting my own material getting seeing what there is what's new in the market just pick it up put it together just put it on a table and just see how you can create something from those two three things to, you know to put together it was a lot of fun we both used to do a lot of designing ourselves creating samples breaking samples creating samples we have a massive creative of all our samples yeah so it's actually very exciting but yes we do have a designer on board now and also like you mentioned that your husband is your co-founder so which is amazing because you found someone in your family to be your co-founder yeah. instead of getting like a third person but uh, how is how important do you think is uh, having a co-founder in this uh, in a startup journey i mean unless you're a i'm not so great in every field so it is very important that you have someone who can help you because you don't you're not perfect you can't be good in everything so i was good in marketing or doing the admin or you know handling a team and he is very good with the manufacturing the uh, the finances accounting all of that operations so we both play okay. our different roles and it's it's very important that you we can work together and both have such great ideas and opinions that we can put that together to create a company for sure and you know so i feel that is important to have a partner i wouldn't recommend a family partner for everyone it really depends on the dynamics you share yeah so yeah it is important to have a partner i feel but it it really is very personal it depends on how what works yeah. for you hmm. So, um, Ravana, could you talk about like you know? So eventually, when a brand is popular, everyone just uh, sort of sees the tip of the iceberg. But there's so much work that goes into reaching that point. But nobody, people don't very often talk about the fail, little failures that kind of make you reach that point. So, yeah. can you talk about a particular challenge or a hurdle that you faced at work? You know, which really, which probably was. you know you looked at and you were like oh i can't do this anymore any challenge like that or just like a general you know your mindset through this when you're facing tough days at work i mean when you start a business there are hundreds of challenges and issues that pop up when it it could be creating a team manpower cash flow um being able to maybe sell a particular kind of collection um there are lots of challenges that come along and it's just you need to take it day by day and point by point and just try and solve it and pass that hurdle because you if that problem is so small right now i mean if it seems so big right now it's going to be so small a year later because you're going to have bigger problems and that just happens with every business i think right now the major challenge will be covid trying to get back to work yeah. trying to get um, yeah. out of all of this trying to re- get back our sales is just going to be starting from scratch and staying how to stay alive basically is what's going to be the biggest challenge that we're going to face now because we had all these plans but now we have to keep a lot of plans on hold just to try starting to get people's trust gain back and um, to gain people's trust back and start dispatching on our products yeah getting our sales back up we are still taking um, orders orders are still going on okay. on our website but of course the dispatching uh part is going to now hopefully yeah and there's so just so much uncertainty right now so exactly exactly yeah true and also since you're talking about the challenges at work like the people i've spoken to over the last few 
weeks i feel like supply chain and like logistics and getting the product to your customer in time i feel like has been a challenge that i've seen across like a lot of like people that i've spoken to is is that a challenge for you also like especially um, because you're delivering to like such so many parts of india like every corner so so we we have we've outsourced our logistics we've got a third party vendor who does our logistics so we've tied up with him and there's a certain delivery time that they give you uh for each pin code but our thing is within 4 to 5 working days you do receive the product of course there are times when there are because it's a uh, delivery is labor right labor intensive so it's there will be an issue with maybe one courier guy or something gets stuck in a certain hub so yes in those terms there are delivery issues um trying to explain to the customer because the customer does, really doesn't care whether you have like you know there's an issue with the courier guy so how to explain to that customer okay i'm i'm going to try my level best to make sure that it reaches you within the stipulated time and there are certain hurdles that we have to face at that time because you know certain areas or certain uh, pin codes are difficult to reach uh the hub may be closed so there are certain things that that we have to face all the time but we have our outsource thing so everything normally goes through a certain flow where they come collect at a certain time and within 5 days it reaches them so uh rather before i sort of ask you the last few questions and what i just want to uh address some questions someone yeah. asked so where do you see yourself in the next 5 years uh hopefully starting um another line of product within the kai store and um starting a couple of stores for the kai yeah opening a couple of kai stores okay that's something i think everyone's looking forward to and we are as well so That's something yeah, we're looking for. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Also, um, so uh, you know the like. I mean, I hate to address kind of like big entrepreneurship. Uh, like it should be a very gender neutral term. I I don't like to refer to entrepreneurs as like female entrepreneur and male entrepreneur. But deep down, I also do feel like you know there's so much more expected out of a, like a woman because you no matter what we do and no matter how progressive we try to be so i just feel like there's so much more of a responsibility on a female in terms of household work or managing your kids you have a son so how yeah. do you uh, sort of strike that balance between your personal life and uh, managing the business so i'll be honest in the beginning uh it was i have a very supportive family let's put it that way so it's it's easy for me because my in-laws are very supportive when it comes to my timings before i had my son i would spend a lot of hours at work um when i got pregnant is when we did our first exhibition i fought to like be there throughout the day um because when you see that appreciation you're just so happy and you just want to be there yeah. um it i I was lucky to, I'm lucky to have a good family that supports it so I would say I would balance it right now with my son I spend my mornings with him make sure I finish everything go to work come back when he's awake so I I I've I've chalked out the entire day he has a routine so I follow that routine um there are days of course where I have to stay back at work a little late for some you know whatever issues there may be so that's when my family helps out looking after I have um but I try not to make for everything on them i try to balance out whatever household work i have to do when i come back or in the beginning of the day so my timings are uh, obviously not as long as my husband's so that's when the hmm. when my partner comes to a lot of help 
uh but yeah it's just it's very personal depends on how your how your family is what support system you have and uh, it just it just gradually happens so you know what is working what in the beginning you spend a lot of time but now i know okay i can remove this much time and work in this much time at home and this that's how it goes there are days okay. it's difficult for me to leave my son but then it it all balances out at the end yeah yeah i think i just just to acknowledge that okay i mean i i do personally think it's harder for women because i'm also i was also working for a very long time and i just recently quit and i saw how it was it's just more difficult for females i think especially if it's like a 9 to 5 or uh, because you i mean with your own business you do get a certain amount of freedom to manage yeah. other things you so you do get a little more freedom i agree there but um, yeah. i just feel that you should like if you want to be independent if you want to start something of your own if you're doing a 9 to 5 job it's something that's your time that's for you and it's very important um yeah yeah just finding that time for yourself and if you're happy you can make other people happy as well so it's very important that you do something for yourself and some people think it's oh i don't want to be selfish and i'm like it's not being selfish you know look after yourself first. yeah of course yeah 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 so uh, and other there's like this one thing that you uh, feel you could have done differently in this journey or in the kai journey that you feel like oh you know if i had done this differently probably things would have been better or like yeah any like one thing that for, for people who are just starting out and yeah i'll be honest nothing that really comes to my mind right now i think um i would just tell people that do everything in house first that's something that we through trial and error we understood that and um mm i actually can't think of anything right now to say that i'd done done this differently maybe could have started the kaistore.com earlier probably uh the first two years we didn't do first three years of the journey uh we were not on our, we didn't have our own website so maybe you could have started that earlier but okay. if if you ask if you're asking me to tell people definitely do everything yourself invest less in the beginning um really understand your business what is failing what is doing well what works for you and that's when you start hiring that's when you start outsourcing you know now thank you so much for all that advice and uh, i'm going to make note of all of that and uh, one thing i really want to point out yeah. personally is that i'm so inspired by how like i read your uh, blog on uh, what what humans in bombay posted about you and i found that so so inspiring <laughs> and how you were like working through through your pregnancy and it was just so inspiring and also that you created like a sustainable vegan brand because it can be so easy to like just i mean just to have like a conscious brand is so amazing And yeah. Uh, yeah, thank you so much for thank you so much, Sita. I'm very happy to hear that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Thanks. Right. Take thank care. Bye. Bye. Bye.